issue was that um the opposite her husband never apologizes for anything um i've said what i've said i've done what i have done um yeah so treat it as you would want to treat it and even when she tries to say that okay i am not too happy with this and i would no 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 no. i and then sometimes she says that she becomes a bit moody and and sad about it and it's like okay um you don't like being told the truth you don't like being told i've just told you that this and this and this like for instance she said some time ago she she gained a bit of weight and her tummy began to bulge and it's like people have given birth to three four children and they are still looking okay <laughs> one baby <laughs> and you have to do something about your stomach you have to do something you're getting too much weight and for him i have said what i have said um take it and do something about it how you said it to me was a challenge and i wanted you to know that okay I'm a, it's okay you have observed this and all but how do you just say it like that and it makes her sad and then she she kind of calls a little bit because you don't even want me to talk to you about it and then he's like you see you see the things i've been telling you you are you are offended again anyway that's your problem and then he moves on she says she's never gotten an apology for anything anything she will go and if if you offend him he expects you to realize that you are wrong accept that you are wrong sometimes okay and he's quizzing you so what do you think you did wrong you tell me and you have to go through it and properly apologize and then he will let you know that don't let this happen again but she's never gotten an apology for anything i've said what i have said and then he says she says the part that kills that kills her some of these things may be going on and she's beside herself with grief and she's thinking about all the words you have said and all the things you have done and probably you want to you know um have sex she says she usually she usually won't say no but then um she is indifferent about it that's another problem altogether mm-hmm. why and he, he, she says that at that point it surprises her how he totally forgets that we had a problem or we have a problem and trying to be all chatty all nice and that's when you're doing all the baby and expects you to come around and everything and if you're not responding because you're hurting within so your body is naturally not able to respond then he goes like why are you behaving this way mm-hmm. okay cool cool the next moment is that he just you know um he will just come and then yeah yeah get up and then cleans up and then he leaves you he's gone because yeah if i am trying to if i'm trying to be nice and make love to you and this is how you are behaving then take yourself he is gone you know and so these are the two things that (laughs) trigger this conversation i know there are lots of other people who have their own issues and might want to share with us zero five five one 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 nine nine seven um I'm not sure about, about us being able to activate the phone lines, but 055-1111-997, you can share your messages with us. And then you can also share with us via social media handles at Joy997, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter as well. And then you can also message me, Adam Knight T. I'm usually on, on Facebook. You want to go on myjoyonline.com and look for Life Lounge with Adam Nighty. I have pushed myself to start some write-ups and my focus really is on um, work and family life balance. It's killing a lot of people, a lot of young people, married, have one child. You need to juggle it with work and it is a lot of problem. And I have quite a bit of experience, so trying to share as much as I can. My first write-up was, she and um, I understand, and then I followed it up with she understood. Um, yesterday's was published, says fix it. And so you might want to check it out. Um, Life Lounge with Adam Nighty. Maybe when we have time, I'll share portions of yesterday's write-up with you. But we go. Um, can you hear me now, um, Phoebe? Yes, I can. Okay, beautiful, I can hear you too. 
So offenses and apologies. Um, <laughs> BG, I liked your reactions when I was telling my stories. <laughs> what do you have to say to start with? All right. Um, so uh, once again, good morning, um, Adam, to our listeners. Mm. Um, so I'll start with the the first ladies, mm. the first persons post. Um, yeah, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think it's not a healthy way to resolve conflict. <clears throat> and I think the young man has to find a way of um, putting his foot down and insist that conversations must be had. Must be had. Um, there are a lot of people like that. They always want to sweep things under the carpet. Mm. They don't want to... They, don't, they, are, they are naturally conflict-averse. They are mostly um, of the phlegmatic temperament. They will just stonewall you or they will quickly just apologize and they will expect that once I say I'm sorry it's okay it's okay Let, let's forget about everything let's quickly reset and move on but it doesn't work like that when people are offended mm. it's important you hear them out sure. it's important you get to understand the nature of the offense you also need to understand their thought processes because you see sometimes People take offense for things that we don't intend for it to be offensive. Mm. And so if you think that by apologizing, you move on, what you are literally doing is that you are, you are preventing one fire, but you're actually not dealing with the root cause of the fires. So it can come so up So it will again. come up again. And sometimes you walk in your own house like um, it's a field of landmine. Oh. You don't know where you step for something to go off. But when they go off, all you want to do is to apologize and move on rather than fixing what is on the land that constantly triggers those explosions. And so... Um, it's actually in the in the in the interest of the lady to sometimes allow the man to talk. When, but then again, uh, let's also say that in approaching it that way, the man should also probably be careful with how he goes about it, his approach and everything, because probably the lady has realized that when she apologizes, she sort of saves herself from a bigger conflagration. Because there are some people, once you give them the chance to talk, mm. it's just going to be a lecture of your lifetime. Mm. And it goes beyond the lecture to personal attacks. Mm. It goes from personal attacks to literally being, um, you know, degraded, disrespected. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I know that if I quickly apologize, it will stop you from talking, I will apologize. So let's find a balance here. The lady has to be um, receptive to the man's emotional expressions. If he's not happy about something, if, if he's prompting you about something, if something has gone wrong and you can really see that he's, he's upset, you may want to listen to him. But for the man or for whoever is from the man's behaving like the man or expecting those things like the man, um, when you also give him the chance to talk, be considerate, choice of words, the timing, how you say things, so that the person wouldn't also feel overly attacked and therefore may want to use apologies as a, as a defense mechanism. Okay. Yes. Then the second one... Before you go to the second one, right, okay. how about in instances where you know that yeah, um, this thing I didn't do it well. You mm -hmm. yourself, you have realized it. Mm -hmm. And okay, in my head and in my heart of hearts, I am taking steps for it not to happen again. Reasons I don't want you to come and start digging yes, into it. Exactly. How about that? <laughs> yes, but I think that it, it shouldn't be something that stays in your head. It should be okay. something you should communicate. Okay. Now listen, I'm sorry. I know um, I goofed, I messed up, I shouldn't have done it this way, I shouldn't have yeah. said it this way, and then all of that. Um, I promise you it's not going to happen again. Great. So you see, you, 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 um, should, you should be... Most of the time, a lot of people think that we are clairvoyants. We read minds. Mm, but people don't read minds. Mm, Sometimes the difference between mm, peace and war it's just saying what is on your mind. True. You know, you just say it and sometimes it takes the, the, the anger. And depending on the temperament of the person you are dealing with, if you keep quiet, if you're dealing with people who are like very analytical, melancholic in nature, if you keep quiet, you are literally leaving them with all their thoughts that can quickly move from okay to toxic. Because for them, they thrive on information. You are not telling me what I expect to hear. So then they, they have their own answers in their head. And, and they are just like, their thoughts are just going crazy and crazy in their head. Sometimes just, if they ask you a question, just verbally, directly answer them. Because okay. that is all they want. They just want an answer. So in those instances, if you realize that 
you are wrong. You yourself, you know you are wrong. Just apologize. Just you, admit. You better apologize yes. properly and yes. maybe explain why you are wrong yes. so the person knows that you are not just shutting them out. Yes. yes. Maybe not necessarily explain why you are wrong because that, that may come across like I'm being... It's like a false confession, but more like admit. Okay. You know, it, it, there's a difference between explaining why you're wrong and admitting that, listen, okay. I'm wrong. I shouldn't have done it this way. And it won't happen again. You know, it, I just say, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Yes. It's... Yes. And if the person then goes on to ask for specific information, then provide them. Okay. Uh -huh. But if the person just wants you to apologize, just be sincere about the apology. Most of the time, people apologize. But you see, it's not what they said in the apologies, how they said it. That gives it validity or sure, not. Sure. Sometimes people will apologize, but you know that it's, they it's, are they are, they're literally being sarcastic with the apology. You understand? Yeah. And then on the man's side, uh, the second one, mm -hmm. I think that this is a plain case of what is good for the geese is not good for the gander. <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously, when you are offended and you want an apology and and an elaborate on economic apology. You, I'm sure in some cases written. You know, you 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 summon the person to sit down and yeah. then you know you ask these probing, almost condescending kind of questions. Sure. And then when it is your turn, mm -mm. you say that you've said what has to be said. I mean, you see, it is not, you see, feedback is always a difficult thing for people to take. We are all guilty when it comes to feedback. True. But I think what makes it quite difficult or extra difficult for a lot of people is the how we give the feedback. Nobody's saying that, um, don't say some things. But we're just saying that, watch how you say it. Mm. So there was, this joke, there was this joke I read on Facebook. Somebody said, um, so uh, uh, um, a lady called the, the husband to come and help her zip her dress. And then the guy said something. And the lady was like, are you trying to say I've put on weight? Yeah. <laughs> and the guy said, no, no, no. I'm just saying the glory of the Lord has fooled me. <laughs> you know, it was a joke. But in a way, he kind of said something that drew the lady's attention. I'm not saying that let's always be jovial or find whatever way in communicating, but sometimes some things are difficult to swallow. Sure. So, f so make it easier for the person. Make it, make, it, make it something they can swallow. But if you just keep throwing it at them, throwing it at them, throwing it at them, yes, what you're saying is the truth, but it is the truth that is hurting the person. Mm -hmm. It's the truth that can collapse your marriage. You can't be truthful without being abrasive. You can't be truthful without being confrontational. You can't be truthful. You see, and most often we say the truth in a negative way. We, you, you could just say it in a positive way. Oh, wow, babe. I, 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 I this is the baby came. You are, you are, well, what are you trying to say? Oh, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just, I'm just thinking that, you know, maybe we could be taking evening walks or something. You know, or probably won't even say anything. Just say, oh, babe, have you considered us um, subscribing to a gym or something? Oh, why? Oh, I mean, I mean, we would need to keep in shape and then all of that. So by saying that, you have put yourself in her position. You are saying we both need to keep in shape. So I'm going to gym. I'm taking you along. But God knows it is you who really needs to go to the gym. So by so doing, you find a nicer way of... Um, drawing hair to keep in shape. So there will always be a way you can go about it. I mean, this is just on top of my head, but I mean, if you actually sit down to think about it, there'll be so many positive ways you can talk about a woman's weight because it's a big thing for most women, extremely big thing for most we women. We ourselves, we are worried about it. That's what I'm saying, you know. So for you to openly blurt it out like that, it, you know, it has its own way it feels. And you don't care how the And you don't care feels. how the person feels. Jack. I think that look, PG, when you were talking, the only I just put one, you know, word down, maturity. Yeah. Everything, how you communicate the negatives about somebody to them, it's all shrouded in maturity. Yeah. If you're immature, then that's when you do the I've said what I've said. Yeah. I don't care about your emotions. I don't but if yeah. you're a very mature person and a very reasonable person You will care about the person's emotions. You will emotion. care about the yeah. person's emotions and know that okay, it's not like I want to patronize you. Yeah. But you would want to communicate respectfully. Respectfully. Knowing absolutely. that they are human beings, yeah. they have feelings, they have emotions yeah. and not to necessarily want to bruise it yeah. or hurt it. So maturity in some of these things is really, 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 really very, very important. Important. Ariel. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Hi, Adam. 
Yes, so I, I mean, we looked at two scenarios. Yes. And PG is giving us some insights. Yeah, so yeah. Wondering if you if have I have something to share. Very interesting scenarios. And um, this, I'm sorry, I'm sorry thing is very funny. Um, as well as very you know serious. of it right Pardon? you know of it right oh yes uh-huh. i mean a lot of people do that it's it's a mechanism people have developed as a way of protecting themselves mm. because how if so I, how so because you know we've normalized behaviors okay people have normalized certain behaviors habits and communication in order to protect their emotional well-being thinking that if i do it this way it won't escalate okay people do this i'm sorry i'm sorry because they don't want to rock the boat they don't want to face the bigger conversation because they are afraid of communication it could be that sometimes the people themselves doing i'm sorry i'm sorry just to end it can't express their needs in a, a very good communication so then we shouldn't talk about it. So people have normalized things as a mechanism to thinking that if I do it this way, I'm okay because it doesn't escalate into the areas I'm afraid of going into. So this thing she's doing, it's a way she has learned over the years that if I do it like that, it ends there and it's it's over. But as uh, PG is saying, it doesn't end there for him, the man, and it doesn't end there for the woman as well. Because she knows very well that there's always something going on and she's just, I mean, brushing it away. But the guy needs to find a way to have a very effective or rather a conscious communication with her. Sometimes in the heat of these things, everybody wants to be defensive. So in being defensive, nobody wants to be put to, I mean, becoming conscious of knowing that this is what you're doing, accept that you did this immediately. If you're dealing with somebody who has this kind of trait or mechanism to avoid talking about things that are very important, that needs to be spoken about, you need to create a platform away from when this incident happened so that you can get them at a space that they feel safe to bring up the conversation and consciously take steps to address it. And in taking steps to address it, there's no need to make yourself a victim. As soon as you make yourself a victim, you put them in the place that it's your fault. You did this, you did that. People will always also run away from taking that responsibility if their their mechanism is to, to brush it off. So share how you feel consciously how you felt about the incident yesterday or two days ago when we were having this conversation or when we went here when i said this when you said that i felt this way i felt it's not you made me feel you know when you say i felt you take responsibility and then you can share what you need so this woman is just learning a mechanism which is very very unhealthy because she doesn't want to face the truth about her behavior, her actions, and take responsibility. So she'll quickly say, I'm sorry, but really it's not sorry. And if you're sorry, as uh, PG is saying, then you need to not do it again. But from what we are seeing, it's a repetitive thing that she always does and just will say, sorry, 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 let's leave it there. Okay, I'm, I'm wrong, you know? So she has a habit, a behavior she needs to look at and work on how to change that thing she does and cover it up with, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's okay, don't get offended. And the guy needs to find a way to make sure that conversation is hard. Away from that heat of that moment, create a space for her because there are only two ways. It's either you are operating or reacting out of love or out of fear. This I'm sorry, I'm sorry thing is out of fear because she's afraid it's going to expose my my dark side is going to expose my wrong, my weaknesses. Some people haven't come to the place of full self-acceptance that I have weaknesses here and I have my strength here. So they hide their their weaknesses and they don't. They never want to admit that I have a weakness. But until you accept you have a weakness, then you can't change and also grow. They don't even want to accept. Yeah, it that's the thing, weakness. and that is a lack of self-acceptance because you know? you're pushing a side of yourself away. Yeah. So. That's fear of who you are. And that fear can become something that prevents you from growing and becoming a better version of yourself. So the guy needs to know that this 
this is something I'm dealing with that this lady has learned over the years to always hide from this uh, behavior or habits of hers and find ways to help her to start seeing herself. Mm. There's a need of self-awareness uh, that this is what I'm doing and it's not healthy for our relationship. So he needs to find a platform, a safe space, and make sure that conversation is hard. Mm. It may not come very easy because, I mean, this person is also always trying to hide behind this uh, behavior of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we don't have to talk about it, I've admitted it. Sometimes people, they do this, even when they are not wrong, they'll just say, it's okay, sorry, sorry, just to to, to get it over with because they don't want to do the serious um, yeah. bit of a relationship. Relationship is a serious thing. And when I say serious, it means you need to be consciously active in but setting... But it is serious. It yeah. is. It is. <laughs> However <laughs> you define serious, <laughs> it is serious. It is no joke. It is, it it is. is no joke. So please, it's don't, work, don't you apologize know? for saying it is serious. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it is work. And if you don't want to do it, mm -hmm. then there's always emotional problems. Hey. A, a, a relationship that can bring children into the world and all yeah. that. It's a serious matter. It's it a serious. Every aspect of it is serious. <laughs> it's a serious. And then the second conversation, um, the guy who doesn't say sorry, but always wants to be apologized to. And um, the woman is also like, I'm the one who is always saying I'm sorry and all that. It's, it's, it's also a very unhealthy pattern in relationship where the other person is self-righteous yeah. they've never offended you they've never done anything no, wrong no it's it's very very unhealthy no because and even if they did anything wrong it was your fault it, yeah. exactly you <laughs> manipulation exactly. the only reaction yes so <laughs> yes yes so they are always self-righteous oh and this can be a hell of a very big emotional burden mm. on one person in a relationship who is always at fault. Yeah. You are the one who always does something wrong. I, I know how it feels. It can be very, very, I mean, unhealthy for your mind and for your True. body and for your soul True. and everything because you start questioning yourself. You start, what, when can I do something right at all? But it comes to the point that you need to know yourself and know and value your strength and your weaknesses. Did I really do anything wrong? Or this person is just making a mountain out of a molehill. Because some people like drama. Some people like to always feel like they are having an issue with you. And so they'll make everything you do a big issue. And if you always let it get to you, you start losing yourself. Because you always try to change today to be like this, and tomorrow it's still the same way. They don't like how you are. And the more you're trying to change to suit them, because you haven't come to self-awareness to know that it is not me that is doing anything that is making this person always offended, but it's just that they don't, they don't know what they want. Mm. It's not my fault. Mm toxic environment, they thrive on it. They like it. And so they'll always make everything I do something. Even if they don't find their socks, it's my fault. When they took it off their feet and put it down, when they don't find it, it's my fault, you know? So you need to come to a place of knowing, separating their actions from yourself. Yeah. and find ways to create healthy boundaries for yourself, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being and your needs okay. and it comes down again to communication if some of these things you can't communicate with them about it then you have to set boundaries in a way that they don't get the space in order to to bring those toxic things um around you and depending on the relationship if you're married then it's somebody you are living with forever and it can be difficult to create these boundaries even to prevent them from happening. So how can you consciously take care of yourself after such episodes? Don't hold it against yourself. Don't always try to be something different to please Sorry. them. Because the more you try to please them, the more you are losing yourself. So you need to know yourself. I mean, I had a lady I was coaching and she said, my husband makes me feel like I don't have sense, meaning I'm not intelligent. And I ask her, do you think the same about yourself? Mm -hmm. So this is where the work comes. How do you think about yourself? Did you think what they are saying it's is true. right about you? Is the truth about you? If you meet that description yourself, you have that same thought pattern about yourself, then it will trigger you. But if you know 
I'm doing great. I am intelligent. I said the right thing. I didn't say anything to offend him. He's reacting because of maybe his stress, his side. When you start taking your place, that this is not all about me, it changes the dynamic. So I think the lady needs to look at it and, and see how best she can Ariel, handle it. I agree with you in, 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 in all the ways. However, I just want to say that. Yeah. That's a very, 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 very difficult yep. life to live. Yeah, yep. it is. When you're trying to affirm yourself, and by the time you are done affirming yourself, this one person whom you have committed to, and and look, let's not kid it. If you're married to somebody, you expect them to see a lot of light in you. Yeah. Their opinion about you mm-hmm. is important. It yeah. is. Do you understand? This is, this is my husband or this yeah. is my wife. And what's you are the first person in my life. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Even before the children. Because he was there before the children came. Yeah. Yep. And his opinions about you or your opinions about him are really, 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 really very important. important. And so this is the path they have decided to do. I mean, you mentioned it. Maybe they are frustrated. Right. They're not happy yeah. about something. Something is worrying them. They have their own demons they are dealing with. Yeah. And they keep taking it out on you. Yeah. Keep telling you you are nothing. Mm-hmm. Keep telling you you won't amount to anything. anything. You are this. And you affirm yourself. The next moment, and it is the same person who calls you stupid, the same person who makes you feel like you're nothing, the same person who will continue to see your nakedness and want to... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't see how anybody should live this kind of life. It is yeah, so, so, so it doesn't end there. There are decisions you need to be making alongside such things. And knowing the person is the beginning. So you know that this person is either going to improve or is stuck in they won't improve. So what steps am I going to take? Am I going to live with this forever? What steps am I going to take? It doesn't end in just trying to do practices and also affirm yourself. It goes beyond that. You know, you have to make certain choices. Some of Mm. the choices may be hard. And for me, I tell people, before you give me an apology, I would rather see action changing, you know. So it doesn't end with you finding mechanism or practices, tools to maintain your well-being while you go through this. It goes down to what am I going to do in two years' time? What am I going to do if this starts becoming like this? Decision-making, choices that will guide you into your well-being more for yourself. And sometimes there are big decisions that you may need guidance or coaching so you will be able to be empowered to do some of these things. Great. Yeah. Simple and short. Let's stop making ourselves feel this way in relationships. <laughs> it's not fair in any way. You know when you talked about finding... Um, Phoebe, I'm coming to you in a bit. You know when you talked about finding platforms to have these conversations other than in the heat of it. Yeah. It sent me to a portion of um, the write-up I did. Okay. Don't go apportioning blame and pointing fingers at anyone. Yeah. There, is an, there is an issue. Discuss the issue. Yeah. Say how it makes you feel and, and tactfully call for a truce. If it was your fault, apologize without now going to say how it is all your partner's fault. Yes, they may have triggered you badly to react in a certain way, but make peace first and find a good time to discuss the triggers. The focus is for you to fix it. Yeah. So in that instance where um, all you're trying to is normalize things because everybody is, you know, normalize it. That's not when you go into, like Ariel said, you start going into the, the nitty gritties of the issue. Apologize. Make sure everybody is calm. Some other time, yeah. When you are not fighting, yeah. Then you you have a very nice way. When you've cooked some delicious meal, and you know, or you came home with a very nice hairband, and I saw this hairband and I bought it for you, and she's all smiles. I mean, you need to, you need to, you need to find ways. You know, yeah, it's work. As we say, serious work. You need to find ways. There was this evening. I put it in the write-up as well. I was my husband called me on phone and. uh, this guy was all over the place. Like, he was screaming, Adam, and where's the key? I'm like, okay, when he calls you Adam, you know that there's trouble. And he was going on. I just kept quiet on the phone because at that point, eh, the thing my heart was doing me, if I wanted to open my mouth, it would be the Third World War. Hey, why? Why? You, t- you put it here today. You put it here. I was just quiet. So he finished, and I was still quiet. So where is it? I said, it's here. 
So he took it. He went like he got angry. He hung up and then he left. I was so upset, but I decided that look, calm down. Didn't say anything that night. The next day, I said, Ah, Evo, yesterday why were you shouting, shouting, shouting like that? Then he said, I was frustrated. I had locked my my he had locked somewhere somehow his key was locked in the car and he had parked behind somebody that people were frustrating him so he had to come home to get the spare key and all that and all that and when he came i'd locked the room <laughs> and didn't keep the key where we usually would keep it i'm like so this is why you had to pour all your frustrations yeah, yeah. on me were you happier after you did did it solve the problem it's like ah and i said yes now I was wrong by not telling you where it was when I changed it. But this and this and this are my reasons for changing it. Yeah. But the way you were shouting yesterday, imagine that I wanted to respond in equal measure. I'm sure for the next one week, you won't be talking to me because then you'd play about it. Women, when a mouth had passed your own, if I decided to use my woman power to start responding the way you were acting, it would have been a different mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But by the time <coughs> I finished talking to him, he realized that, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I think I overreacted. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it won't happen again. I said, okay, next time you're not very happy about something, even if it has to do with me or the children, there's always a way that you can breathe a little bit because the shouting the all of those things it's not the solution i know you were just upset and but think about the person you were releasing all that energy onto and find out if it is worth it because you would have done that to solve one problem and then you have created another problem what would you rather do so let's all be patient when we are dealing with you know some of these things phoebe there's a question Uh uh-huh ariel please note this question i pray this time okay no when you were talking yeah um uh, um PG2. Yeah. So, you know, there are some people, the other way around. When you want to apologize to them, yeah. they are telling you, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's I don't okay. want to hear it. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? You, you, you have realized that, look, I, I haven't done right. Yeah. And then before they talk about it, you go to them. PG says it's not explaining, but it is, um, what's the word you use? Admitting. Admitting, Admitting yeah. So I came to admit to you that, oh, a, B, C, D, I did. I'm just realizing that I didn't do it right. So, um, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Say so you've done it already. It's okay. <laughs> and then that also is another issue altogether. So next time they realize that they have done wrong, they won't even mind you. And then you're creating a different issue. Mm. So note that well, I want us to also address Look those people. That. When people are, are offended, or when people realize that they have offended you yeah. and they want to apologize, how do you receive it? Yeah. But because you are angry, you don't even want to pay attention yeah. to the apology. Yeah. With time, uh, wallowing your anger, I won't come to you again. Um, Phoebe, are you there? Yes, I Okay, I, mean, I want to ask you. <laughs> yeah. So, morning, morning. morning. Um, in all these instances, right, people's emotions are involved people's deep feelings are involved for instance the man who would you know say all of these things to his wife and at the end of the day still want to make love to her and expect her to be so cooperative let me say you know moan, enjoy it, say all the nice things, but I am in no position to, because like, that's not how I'm feeling about you right now, and you are not realizing that you're offending me, and all of a sudden, you expect me to jump into a sudden mood, and then life goes on. How is it that some people don't realize that when something is hurting you, you can't give off your best? Hmm. Phoebe, do you get what I'm trying to say? I do, I do. I how how is it that you don't realize that when people, or is it that they don't realize that the people are hurt? They don't care that they are hurt. Like what really, you know, it's a very um, annoying thing for me. <laughs> and that's a very good question. I mean, what is about emotional intelligence i think we focus a lot on self-awareness but one other aspect of emotional intelligence is empathy and that's the ability 
to recognize and understand how other people are feeling and how they're also responding to the situation that they're in. And unfortunately, a lot of people are unable to um, understand when someone else is hurting and probably they need a space to recover and also to reconnect with you to communicate about the situation. I mean, as we were speaking, I realized that in the first instance, the lady who keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she's a passive communicator. In the second instance, the man who keeps speaking to his wife and telling her, and I think that's the one we're addressing right now, and telling her all her faults, but he himself, he's not ready to apologize for his faults. He's an aggressive communicator. The best type of communicator is an assertive communicator, is one who can express their feelings, but also be able to listen to what that other person is feeling and going through. Because the focus of every um, conflict resolution um, situation is for connection, yeah. is for you to resolve the situation. We are not trying to say who is right and who is wrong. We are trying to reconnect as a couple. We are trying to get to the bottom of the issue and ensure that it doesn't happen again. We are trying to understand each other and gain you know, deeper knowledge about your partner or about the other person. But unfortunately, a lot of times our goal is I'm right and you are wrong, or I feel like this and you feel like that. But we both have feelings. We came into this marriage as two separate individuals from two separate backgrounds, from two separate versions of life and exposures. So we need to learn about each other. In the first instance, I would advise the gentleman that, well, like you have to invite the lady to talk. As much as you have, you know, the issues and situations that you're going through and you want to share with her, you want her to gain understanding. She has learned through her life experiences, through her own perspective, that it's better to keep things to yourself and also to avoid conflict and just apologize. But you have to take an extra step to encourage her to talk, not just about serious situations, but about herself. You need to learn who she is and you need to draw her out so that she gets to the point where she feels safe and secure enough within the relationship. She feels that her identity is significant enough for her to express the things that she feels and the thoughts that she has. In the second situation, that gentleman, honestly, he also needs to be made aware that the way he's communicating is not right. That is not the way to gain an understanding of your partner. And you also cannot impose your needs on her. You cannot impose your version of events on her. She also needs to have the seats, the space to express herself in a genuine and an authentic way. And I think sometimes it's always the issue of focusing on the most important thing, the most important thing, the most important thing in a marriage is not you. It's not you, the individual. It's the relationship, it's the connection, it's, the togetherness, that's what we are building. We are not trying to build a self-identity. It's not, marriage is not a place to be independent. Marriage is a place to learn um, healthy dependence on somebody else, but also learning to assert yourself and learning who you are. I mean, Ariel touched on that, that it's not just about learning who you are, but also learning who the person is. And so you are, there's, there's a lot of learning going on and that's why it's such hard work. And it's a lot of patience and there's a lot of listening. And there's a lot of admitting, not just the person's wrongs, but your personal issues and addressing them as well. It's not just an issue of pouring out all your problems on someone and saying, solve it or, um, you know, make me feel better, validate me. But you also need to be able to spend time, sit with it and say, okay, possibly I'm also not doing something to make the situation healthy and I need to work on it. And so, even though um, in both situations it looks like one person is really struggling, they are, and I believe they are, it's not easy. I also believe that they also need to give themselves space to also look at different ways in which they can communicate with a person, but also focus on trying to draw them to and onto their side to understand that it's not just about me and it's not just about you. We are working on something together. If they're not able to understand this, especially in the second situation with that gentleman, you may need a third person, you may need an intermediary to also explain to him that his actions 
are not helping her and are not helping the the units the marriage units and he needs to get that understanding he needs to get that education and it's very unfortunate but also we need to also pay attention to our cultural backgrounds and how we have been um what's it called how we've been trained conditioned how we have how we've learned how to do relationships over time sometimes it's a very toxic thing sometimes from being at home watching your parents um your mom was always the one apologizing to your dad or your mom was very quiet and then your dad would just talk and talk and talk and talk so when you also get married then you're like okay maybe this is how it works and this is what it's supposed so you learn a blueprint that is very unhealthy that is why we also if you're on the other side you're receiving and you're observing you also have to create the opportunity for the two of you to learn you can attend a marriage conference you can speak to a counselor but we don't know it all we need help we yeah. need to learn emotional intelligence to be able to even uh, mature as you mentioned as communicators within relationships i mean when you're working in our office you do come face to face with people that you know are very difficult to communicate with they can be very prickly they can be very aggressive and you have to find ways to interact with them yeah. the same thing even if more so in a marriage. And I think we need to pay attention to all these things. So my big question in all of these, so when the people are not realizing it, then what? Head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because there are some people, you know, yeah. when you are, let's say that the person even agrees that, okay, let's go and talk to a professional. And you are talking and this is them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you're done, right? Thank you. They've gotten up. They go away. Because there are some people, they have heard, read about this emotional intelligence, which I think it is, it's very critical mm -hmm. in every relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, whether the work front or the home front or in our daily lives, it's very important to be very emotionally intelligent. Now, you know, PG will, will um, agree with me. A lot of businesses and companies are even investing in trainings mm -hmm. just for emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. Yeah. And so you need yeah. it in your home. So you have heard it, you know. And I was trying to tell you earlier that there are some people who see these things as weaknesses, rather. Mm -hmm. If I am not able to tell it to your face yeah. and make you feel like nothing, and I have to find ways of making, saying the same thing, then it's a weakness on because I have to be able to give it to you. You know, there are people yeah, like that. Yeah. And if this person, you find people in this sect and they are like, they have assumed the attributes of God, the same yesterday, today and forever. They will not change. And you're hurting. They won't apologize. Um, they're doing these things, Ariel said, it's as a way of protecting their own selves and their own weaknesses. And you're stuck mm -hmm. with this person as a partner. What do we do? You know, I wanted to say two things. When you're dealing with an immovable and shakeable partner, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it yesterday. But um, if you're moving, if you're working with Mr. Immovable or Mrs. Immovable, when you're looking for an intermediary or a counselor, I always advise that that person should be the one to choose the person. We are going to work with because it needs to be someone that they will listen to yeah they feel safe phoebe let's be practical me yeah i haven't said i have a problem yep you are the one who says we have a problem we should go and see a counselor oh get ready and let's go they will leave everything to you because they haven't acknowledged that they have any problems so why are they going to be the ones to look for the counselor anyway and I mean, yes, I do admit that sometimes it can be extremely difficult. But then I did mention that even if you say you don't have a problem, I have a problem. Obviously, it's going to affect our relationship. It's not about how you feel or how I feel. But maybe I am not understanding you well. Maybe I'm the one with an issue. Maybe I just need a perspective adjustment. Can you please come with me to go and see that person? to talk about the situation. 
And I think that's, you see, and that's what I was saying that if you focus too much on personalities, especially with some of these char uh, characters, it will really backfire. If it's always about you and me, if you keep, if you create that divide, that person, it will be like a war between two separate entities. Meanwhile, you're supposed to be one, you're supposed to be together. So if you're communicating in a way where you're saying, okay, do you know what? I probably have, I have an issue. I don't know how to resolve it. We're not able to communicate past the situation. Mm. Can you please just come with me so that we discuss it? Mm. We are not speaking to a family member. We're not, we're, it's not going to go anywhere. If we are going to be in a safe place, it's going to be kept secret. Can you just please support me in this way? If you're married to such a person that does not understand this, then hey, <laughs> I tell you, Ariel, I'll come to you. I tell you, but that's the that's the reality of some people. That is some people's reality. You should see the way PG is nodding his head. Like that is the reality of some people. So now the focus will have to be all on you. Because yeah. we are there and they are yeah. not listening to you. They are not in with you. Yeah. Um, you get help, you speak to people, do the work on yourself, get the support that you need. Thank you. Yeah. Phoebe, thank you very much. But today I know I'm being stubborn, you know. Yes, you but you're, you're, I'm being stubborn. But that's, that's the reality of some people. Exactly. Some, exactly. I mean, this, this advice you're giving, somebody will say somewhere and say, it's like you're advising a pig. You know, you Adam, get the help Adam, and I'll Adam, come back. Adam, you get Adam. the help and everything. And then you Adam, go back to this person who keeps throwing Adam. the mud at you. And you are in this. Phoebe. <laughs> A lot of people haven't actually traveled down this road because sometimes they see it from the beginning that it can't work. Hey. If you are on this show, you are listening and you've tried all these things, please call in now, comment, send a message. Oh, hold on, I have a message. I have a message here. Let's hear you. I have a message here. Somebody says, good morning, Adam. Oh, this one. He says, the man is lucky to have a wife that even says sorry. In my case, I have never heard this before in my marriage. She's always right. There was this day she stopped with her ex-boyfriend on, on the road. As we both were walking without prompting me, I had to continue walking before she joined me later. Even up to today, she's defending her actions. No remorse. That's the kind of wife I have. This is from James, James in Pantan. So you see the enormity of problems people are dealing with. Choice is good, but Choice Plus Safety is way better. Your safety and comfort is paramount. Under the cylinder recirculation model, you can buy LPG in a safe environment. All cylinders are inspected and maintained to the best safety standards, so your safety is assured. Just take your empty cylinder to the nearest exchange point and swap it for a filled cylinder. Different cylinder sizes will be available to meet your pocket size. Imagine cooking in a smoke-free environment. This will improve the health and well-being of you and your family. Choose LPG in a safer model of distribution. Cylinder recirculation model. Securing your safety. Creating more jobs. A message from the National Petroleum Authority under the patronage of the Ministry of Energy. Ghana, are you ready? Mark your calendar as the Maker's House Chaplain International presents... 
the Experience Conference 2023. From the 1st to the 8th of October, it's the gathering of the spiritual luminaries of the land. Get ready to experience Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Reverend Dr. Mensah Otterbill, Archbishop Charles Ajina Sari, Reverend Dr. Ampia Kofi, Reverend Dr. Steve Mensah, Reverend Dr. Ebenezer Markwe, Bishop Frank Ofusu Apia, and your host, Dr. Michael Bwedinyamiche. Come and experience Jesus, the miracle worker. Venue is the Destiny Arena of the Makers House Chapel International, Atomic, adjacent School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Time is 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on weekdays, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturday, and 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. It's going to be a life-changing encounter. The Experience Conference 2023. I can't wait. Joy 99.7 FM. Okay, let me come home to Ariel and PG. PG, I'll take your thoughts quickly. I'm going to apportion, let me see, three minutes, three minutes. <laughs> so, PG, I'm starting with you. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I asked um, I asked a, a question earlier about the... The ones who will not change. Yes, that it's about time people. <laughs> when so. you have a partner and you're... And so we have, we have talked about you taking care of yourself we have also addressed the partners and saying that they will have to come to that point be emotionally intelligent and learn to have commu communicate and learn to have conversations now i want us to end on what about the people who can't be bothered i've said what i have said i am who i am and um, yes i have my reasons for saying i'm sorry and not allowing him to go on and on and all of those things so it's okay i i like it that way if you have a partner like this like somebody sent us a message and say they are part you are lucky if she's saying sorry sorry take it like that this one she won't be saying anything she won't mind you they're never remorseful about anything and they remain like that even after counseling and all the talkings they're hearing what do you do well um <coughs> adam i think that um, we need to um, also sometimes be be fair to ourselves and admit that some people won't change. Um, if the person won't change, I think that you should rather figure out how I can go around the person. So that's where Ariel comes in. <laughs> Ariel will teach you all about the self-care self practices. practices. Because the fact remains. I mean, if you keep beating a door, hoping it will open, and yeah. it won't open, yeah. you know that it is bolted at the back, yeah. you know, with steel. There is nothing you can do about it. I think that it's only helpful to you because if you keep hitting a door that won't open, you frustrate yourself. You frustrate the person because then at a point in time, the person begins to even see your knocking, you know, with the hope that you can reach them and have these conversations as personal attacks. So over time, you know, they tend rather escalate. So sometimes you just need to keep quiet and see how you can two things either you take yourself out of the situation completely or while you are in it you try to protect yourself okay. by um you know taking good care of yourself um developing being, developing yourself being aware of your own emotional needs and your self-care and then everything so this is where all the wonderful things ariel can do for you <laughs> comes in because the thing is you can't for how long are you going to you know fight someone who has stonewalled you 
you, you frustrate yourself. You frustrate everybody. Yeah. You know, so sometimes just take yourself out of it. And, and, then, and mm. there are so many people in our Ghana here. In that in situation. That, in that oh, yeah. That's yeah. the reality of a lot that's, of yeah. that's, people. That's the reality yeah. of a lot of marriage because a lot of people have a motive or a reason for being in that home. Exactly. So if the only thing I have to now deal with is your inability to apologize or whatever, I just consider, focus on the other good things of the marriage and then probably just take my mind off it. Some it's happened, your inability to be reasonable. Yes. And <laughs> along the line, what happens is that it begins to affect interpersonal relationship, mm -hmm. which then affects sexual relationship yeah. mm -hmm. or intimacy. I mean, intimacy yeah. is more of a, uh, it's a, more a broader word. And so from there, people then find, start finding companionship outside of the marriage. Mm -hmm. And you see, so whenever, uh, whenever I get the cases of infidelity and then mm, we are, we are mm. treating it, what I tell people is that it's not a very simple thing. Yeah. It's not a black or white thing. A lot of people find themselves in positions because they, 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 the setup has been done for them at home. To do that. To do that. Yeah. Because you see, like, like we, we all know, we, we're not meant to be alone. That's why we are naturally gregarious. True. We tend to congregate. We tend to find love. True. You see, if you marry me, what you are saying is that of all the billions of women around the globe who could have married me, you can treat me better. Mm -hmm. You can give me the best optimal mm -hmm. returns. You are going to put me in a certain place that probably no other woman can. True. And so once I come into that place, I would equally expect those things from you. If you don't give it to me, what are you doing? So you've taken me off the shelf so another woman can't find me. But while I'm here, you're also not treating me well. Konongo Kaya. Oh. And we find ourselves in a generation. I mean, the Bible clearly says in the last day, people will be selfish and self-centered. Mm. And that's what is happening. So <laughs> if you think you're going to do that and a person is going to stay there and do and die, they've seen their mother die through depression. They've seen their aunties hang so themselves. Why would I be, yeah. So why would I go through that? Yeah. So then they look outside. Yeah. And so sometimes when we do these things and we think that we are right, we don't want to change. Listen, you are not harming anyone. Thank you. In the long term, a revelation will come out that will shatter you. True. So if you are a man or you are a woman, learn these things. You want the person to be happy at home. Who wants? Who doesn't want to come home to a happy home? Yeah. Who wants to come home to a tensed home? A house where it's like there's a God. You need to walk carefully. You need to think carefully. You need to reason carefully. I mean, I have my master's degree. How dare you tell me that when I act or when I talk or when I think, there's no sense in it. If I was stupid, would I be where I am at mm -hmm. my career level? Would you even would come I, for me? Yes, would you have even because come for me? Because you weren't looking for a yes, stupid a person stupid to person. marry. You know, so sometimes <laughs> when we, when we be, when some people project their partners to be something, That's so cool. I, ask myself, I ask myself that, what is this person saying? I mean, sure. look at the person you are married to. Look at the woman. Look at the man. They are successful in different areas of their lives. And in this small house, with just four people. You are saying what well, I can't make basic decisions. So obviously sometimes you realize that people's attitude towards their wife is uh, or their spouses, let me not say wife or whatever, it's their spouses, it's a reflection of their own inabilities, their own weaknesses. Mm. Sometimes it's just projection yeah. or their own insecurities. They yeah. know that if they begin to be compromising, give you territory and everything, the next moment they fear you might probably jump on their neck or you might probably push them off. So they take a hard stand Great. just to keep you where you are. And in the, in the, in the long run, it doesn't help the marriage. It doesn't help the marriage. But PG, yeah. you said something about, you know, um, the point about in this whole world, yeah. you are the one I came for and everything. Yeah. But that's also not lost on the two of you that yeah. we won't be having issues. We will have issues. Yes. But that's when we will learn. We will, we will I'm coming learn. for you. Amongst everybody, it's you I have. But I know that we will have issues. Yeah. But then we will also have to be ready to, to deal resolve with the exactly. Issues. And I think that Phoebe Phoebe put it um, yeah. succinctly and when she talked about the fact that yes, both of us come from different backgrounds. Yeah. And it's so true. We come from different sociological backgrounds, different biological backgrounds. I mean, you're a man. I'm a woman. There is a fundamental difference there. That's true. In hormones, the way we think, the way we perceive the world, the way we interpret it, and everything. If we also look at our socialization, our family, our parents, and stuff, our neighbors. Just one minute oh. also. Yes, you know, the thing is emotional conditions and patterns and blueprints are hard to change. Yeah. And so when you meet someone who you see that is unable to admit all these things, it means 
they have a condition that they haven't even realized they have a condition. It's not about you to change them. That is where you start losing yourself. This is where I think compassion comes in. Compassion is a very healthy tool we can use to deal with some of these things. And when we get to start having compassion on certain people or the loved ones we have and how they've become unaware of themselves from compassionate points, you start changing how you react to them because you understand it's not them. They have learned something to protect themselves over the year. That has not become a problem for them because change is a scary environment for a lot of people. I have to act differently. I have to talk differently. I have to behave differently. So compassion is needed in our relationship. Compassion for our loved ones and self-compassion for ourselves as well because if the person doesn't want to change and you don't have compassion on yourself to take care of yourself and do things that will help your well-being, then you'll be, as PG said, you are knocking, you are trying to push something that will not change. It's important we have compassion on each other and develop ourselves so that we can be able to deal with some of these things that comes up in our home. And we will have to continue this this conversation. We will. We will continue this conversation for real. I have a lot of things <laughs> coming up. Ariel says certain things, then I am like, okay, you need to be compassionate yeah. on people. Yeah. yeah. Me myself, I am suffering. How do you I? You need self compassion. That is how do I end up? So that is why the quotes: If your self compassion doesn't include you, then it's not compassion. So you so need to work on myself. You have first. to work on yourself okay. with self-compassion on we'll, how you are reacting we'll continue, and responding. We'll so these things are dealt with in, with tools, and God has given all these tools to us to use for our well-being. We will continue the conversation. Yeah. Thank you for doing the listening, and to you, Phoebe, <laughs> PG, and Ariel. Thank you. God bless you. We're out thank of you. here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.